Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by MUBI, the online streaming cinema. For your free 30-day trial, go to mubi.com slash filmstage. back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the new review podcast for thefilmstage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowan, and with me today, we have Michael Snydell. Hello! I wasn't aware we were doing a Whoopi Goldberg movie. Is this from a Whoopi Goldberg movie? I don't, it sounds like it should be. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Uh, we also have Bill Graham. Woo! And this, I have course, nothing to input about Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> This is, of course, the classic song, Walk the Dinosaur, from Was Not Was, since Michael made a thing about it. so that's It's, it's a jam. Yeah, this is a jam. This is indeed a jam. Um, and we are here today. Wait, I'm unclear. Is Was Not Was the name of the band, or is it Was Not What? Was Not Was is the name of the band. I can't be the only person oh. who's heard this song and this band before. <laughs> No, no, no. I've heard of the the song before. I have not heard of the name of the band before. Oh, yeah. This song was created, uh, apparently, in 1987 by a real band whose name is Was Not Was. An SEO marketing nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, especially because it involves parentheses. Oh, boy. It's Was, open parentheses, not Was, close parentheses. Way to not think about that in advance, guys. Jeez. They didn't have SEO in the 80s. (laughs) Yeah, no. That's why. That's why there's a movie called uh, Asterix Batteries Not Included, <laughs> which I watched the other day. Holds up. Is that the one with the super racist brown face character? No, that they talk Ooh. about in Master of None. No, that's short uh, that's Short Circuit. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No, Batteries okay. Not Included is a charming film about a bunch of misfits who live in an apartment building in New York. Who are visited by flying uh, alien flying saucers that are like the size of a, a dish. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about was not was, batteries not included, or short circuit. We're here today Aww. to talk about I know, I wish. We're here today to talk about Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, the sequel to 2015's Jurassic World, which had no subtitle. And um yeah, so we're going to do that just as soon as we do all the other stuff that I have to say. Uh, for instance, find us on Twitter at Film Stage Show, Facebook, The Film Stage Show. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, email us, podcast at thefilmstage.com. And uh, yeah, that's about it for that. We, of course, are brought to you by Mubi, the online streaming cinema. We offer you a free 30 day trial of Mubi. All you have to do is go to mubi.com slash film stage and you will get the opportunity to see 30 days worth of films on movie for free uh for instance they recently added convoy by sam peckinpah which you should check out we talked a little bit previously about the fact that last year at marion bad is there as well we also have the square which you may remember from uh i think it won the academy award is that right i think so yeah yeah for best best foreign language right I think it was documentary. Or, 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 docu- yeah, 
documentary. Oh, yeah. we're not talking about that square. Okay. No, different gotcha. square. Um, okay. <clears throat> we're also not talking about Cube or anything else <laughs> of that nature. Um, so anyway, uh, also we talked about it briefly. Light Sleeper by Paul Schrader, who directed and wrote uh, First Reformed, which we talked about on this show not t- too long ago. So if you would like to check out the films that are available on Movie for yourself, go to mubi.com slash film stage for your free 30-day trial and uh, of course you can also go to patreon.com slash the film stage show to uh, help us out directly you'll get access to our super cool slack channel raffles for cool movie stuff and uh, you'll also just get the satisfaction of knowing that you are helping us to create the episodes that you are currently listening to so also i'm just gonna say before we get started my wife uh got a kitten and oh. it's it's adorable and it is living in my you do, study you do not have office. enough i was i was about to say you do not have enough small creatures in your household right now brian <laughs> <laughs> no we have a two-year-old human child we have a lizard and we have a cat and then i guess the dogs are mid-sized but they also yes. count so there's two of those in addition to any other creatures that live in the house that we don't know about currently so birds if it's next on the list that, that also that also look at you as as provider of sustenance in various ways yes. and uh no there will never be a bird in this house my wife she's not afraid of birds she hates them with a passion wow but anyway um what i was gonna say is so if at any point like something goes wrong it's probably the cat's fault because it is currently attacking every cord that is on the floor so there's that um so yeah that's uh that's that's just my disclaimer also if at some point you hear me say no don't do that i'm probably talking to the cat and not to michael or bill (laughs) so let's let's talk about jurassic world fallen kingdom (laughs) this is as i said the sequel (laughs) to jurassic world the smash hit film from three years ago and it uh, again stars bryce dallas howard and chris pratt um it was directed this time not by Colin Trevorrow, but by A. J. A. Bayona, who previously did the extremely mediocre and underwhelming A Monster Calls. Loved it. And yes. The Orphanage was his big one, which got, I think, was presented by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, that was during Guillermo's uh, Quentin Tarantino phase, where he would just take foreign <laughs> films and say, brought to you by, and people would then say, Oh man, Quentin Tarantino directed this uh, movie with Jet Li and a bunch of other people of Asian descent. And I'd be like, no, Hero is not directed by Quentin Tarantino. Anyway, uh, this movie was written by Derek Connolly and Colin Trevorrow. And yeah, it is about the park having failed. And now the volcano that is on the island is about to destroy all the dinosaur life. Claire, played by Bryce Dallas Howard wants to save the dinosaurs, and she is enlisted to help in this endeavor by Rafe Spall, who plays Eli Mills, who is the consigliere, I guess, of a Mr. Lockwood, who is played by James Cromwell, to take Chris Pratt's Owen Grady to the island where a team headed up by Ted Levine will attempt to capture all the dinosaurs um, before the volcano explodes nonsense occurs people are eaten 
It is indeed a trip. So we're going to talk about it, but first, let's uh, let's let's just roll that that wonderful trailer. How many can you save? Eleven species. Ow. Blue is the last of her kind. You'll never capture her. <laughs> we thought you might know something that could help. A rescue up. What could go wrong? All right, that's enough of the trailer. Um, the cat <laughs> bit me on the foot. <laughs> It was uh, it was clawing at me and licking at me, which I was not cool with, but could get through without yelling. And then it just sank its fangs into me. We're gonna leave it in because this is all part of the game. Um, so anyway, I don't know what to do about this freaking cat, but I can't let it loose in the house because the dogs are after it. Um, is she a clever girl? She is a very clever girl. I would say she is Velociraptor esque. We so as I don't know you know none of you two have children but maybe you've been in the house with people who have had children um especially like a two year old who's figuring out how to work shit like I have had so many people make Jurassic Park jokes about my daughter <laughs> like like I'll say like oh yeah she can open the cabinets and find the Cheerios and they're just like clever girl and then I was talking to my brother at the beach about it and. He was like, but it's everything's good, right? And I'm like, yeah, you know, she's still she's still pretty um manageable. And he looks at me and says, dead serious, unless she figures out how to open doors. <laughs> <laughs> so Jurassic Park has given a lot to my life. Um, yeah. was, is that mildly offensive that people assume that your daughter is you know, comparable to a Velociraptor? Well, according to this movie, <laughs> Velociraptors are like one step away from being a goddamn superhero. So like I kind of yeah. feel like it's a great compliment. Anyway, or serial killer. Yeah. Let's uh let's 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 talk about it. The cat is attacking my leg now. Let's talk about Jurassic World <laughs> Fallen Kingdom and uh what we thought of it. Uh, for anyone who doesn't remember, we actually reviewed Jurassic World on this podcast. Uh Bill and I were on that episode. I think we were both fairly positive on that movie, right? Yes. We talked yeah. about it. it was a lot of fun. I mean, especially considering, like, like, outside of the first film, you have to take a lot of concessions into consideration to even have a second film. So it's it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, look, I know you're going to have to come up with some silly premise to get us back to this damn park because <laughs> otherwise, like, nobody nobody wants to go back to this park. Like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> terrible idea. So terrible <sighs> idea for a I, series. I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. Even after all the movies and stuff, I still feel like if someone tomorrow said, hey, we created a real Jurassic Park, I'd be one of the first people through the door. Oh, oh, yeah. yes, yes. And... You know, it, it's funny because I heard someone mention this on the on a podcast the other day, and they were like, "You know, I thought the idea would was really stupid, and then I see what we do in like 2018, and then I realize, no, this this isn't even as stupid as it gets." So, you know. Oh All wow, right. that's a depressing thought. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a little bit. Whew. But so anyway, so that's that's our background. Michael, you you hated Jurassic World, correct? Yeah. Like passionately. I'm not going to I'm not going to take up too much about this cuz off mic I I was a little bit effusive in my hatred for this movie. Um yeah, I just I think you I don't, called it and quote the worst blockbuster in like 10 years. 
I think that I said, yeah, I think it, I think it is one of the worst blockbusters of the last decade. Which is an insane um, thing to say when uh, like Age of Ultron and probably a Pirates of the Caribbean sequel are out there. <laughs> no, this is uh, this is about at that same level. They, we're uh, talking about I, the first Jurassic World, right? Or are you talking yeah, about this? Okay. Yeah, no, Jurassic World is like a D plus for me. I, I rewatched it this week and I stick around that. Uh I, I remembered it being worse, and it's still a, a terrible movie. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how much you want me to get into this because I can. I mean, just I yeah. really just want to know if you thought it was good, bad, or terrible. So I just yeah, we don't have to like litigate Jurassic World up front. Um, but yeah, I just wanted everyone to have a baseline. So me and Bill, Wait, positive can I say, in a way, w- and Michael thinks it's the worst film in the last ten years. I, I would like to say one thing though. I, I it. It bugs a lot of people. I am almost, I, I think I've mentioned this on the Slack channel or something or online. I'm not sure where. I am almost completely immune to nostalgia for 90s things. Mm-hmm. And Jurassic Park is one of the few things where I had uh, a deep love for it that is kind of divorced from my critical eye from it. Um, that is also something I rewatched in the past week and it's something that I I have such warmth towards in a way that I just don't have towards other series, towards um, So most, what you're like, saying ephemera. is your heart for 90s is like Amber and the scientist of Jurassic Park, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, managed to drill right into the heart of it and find your mosquito blood. Yeah, you know, yes, yes. <laughs> We'll go with that. I, I mean, it was probably a terrible idea, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> did they did they question that they should? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so let's talk about this actual movie. Michael Snydell, since you've spoken the most about Jurassic World and you weren't here the oh, last great. time, why don't you tell us what your thoughts on Fallen Kingdom were? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay, All right. let, me, let me start Bill with, Graham. like... Uh, no, let me start with... Uh, a few, a few p- positives. Um, I, I found this s- slightly better than the last one. I think there are a few shots that have some power. This thing feels somewhat directed. It's about three different movies combined, but it feels somewhat directed from moment to moment. Uh, the chemistry is um, I, I, maybe by virtue of just spending two hours with Owen and and Claire last time that you know I I didn't hate seeing them on screen together and there is less egregious retrograde sexism. Um, yeah, it's I, let me just let me put this up front. This is a tremendously stupid movie. Uh, and we get a lot of stupid blockbusters these days. A lot of movies that uh, require such a suspension of, of disbelief uh, that you really do have to turn your brain off for fear that uh, you won't just shut down in trying to rationalize what's happening on screen. And this is an incredibly dumb movie uh, from moment to moment. From character motivations, from plot moments, to narrative decisions, uh, there's a lot of this movie that 
feels insulting. Um, but I kind of had fun with it for every once in a while (laughs) until something really bad happened again. Um, I, I would not recommend people see this, but I do think it is slightly better than the last one. And I can get into that more in spoilers. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the most tortured thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> so that's bad. Uh, let's talk to Bill Graham and see what Bill Graham thought of this movie. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of mediocre on the on the first one i guess i guess that's what we're calling the jurassic world the first one i don't know anyways uh i enjoyed this one a lot more uh i think there's a lot more direction going on i think there's a lot more uh interesting details going on but this film even more than the last one has some real weird stuff going on that really kind of strains against uh, just kind of basic fundamentals of intelligence and things like that. Uh, that being said, uh, it, it does feel like kind of two different movies. I don't know about the third movie that Michael's talking about, but definitely like two movies for sure. Um, there's one on the island. There's one off the island. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, and I think it's it plays better once it gets into the second half, it really kind of finds its footing. Uh, J.A. Bayona really has kind of his, his signature, uh, added to this film in that second half. And I think for a lot of audiences, especially mine, uh, they were digging it. And for it, it really does kind of go for everything. And that being said, uh, I do think the characters are written a little bit better here. I think they took a lot of the feedback uh, with that three-year window. Um, I think they took a lot of the feedback and kind of, you know, used Chris Pratt's charms a little bit more and things like that. Uh, and, yeah, it, it, it satisfies me more than I thought this film would. Honestly, this is, considering what what came before it, this is definitely like trending upwards for me, but I have no idea what they're going to do for uh, the future of this franchise because, you know, we're getting more of these. So we'll see. Yeah, this is a terrible movie and <laughs> it's it's bad. Um, I would say that this is like maybe the worst thing since Age of Ultron or whatever unless if a i will just say this if a pirate sequel came out between this and age of ultron it's probably worse but this is definitely up there this is just a shitty slipshod terribly acted terribly written uninspiringly directed film that's just pointless and just like has no plot for most of it And I just like, there was a point where I said, oh, okay, now the movie is starting. And then 20 minutes later, it was over. And I said to myself, huh, I guess that's what they were building up towards. But really, it's just like, it's there. There's no sense of like forward momentum or like tension. The, The set pieces don't operate in the way that like a normal movie is like building up to an action set piece and then has like a letdown. And then has another set piece and then like a letdown. So like, it's just, it's hard to track. 
It's hard to understand. It's spectacularly dumb. It's really boring. And it's just, it's, it's the worst possible thing that you could do for a Jurassic Park sequel. And they decided to do it. And I'm just like angry at them for having done it because now every other sequel has to live with the choices made in this stupid, stupid movie. I think that in all honesty, Jurassic World was the last good idea that you could have for a Jurassic Park sequel. And they're just like floundering now because obviously once the park is destroyed, when it's operable, you can't go back to that well again. And I think that <clears throat> whereas the, the last movie, Jurassic World, like deployed its little like nostalgia bombs and like memory trip wires, like with admirable like reasoning, this movie just straight up steals shots. Mm. and like expects that to be enough and then it throws in a trump reference and it's just like i was rolling my eyes and furious and wanted to leave the theater before the fucking volcano even exploded <laughs> and by the time it was over i like couldn't get out of my chair fast enough this is a bad film and the people who made it should feel bad Yeah, I I would have it's given fun. <laughs> I would have given Jurassic World like a B minus C plus depending on like how I was feeling, but like I had fun with that movie and thought that it was clever in the ways that it used its itself to comment upon its own existence. And this movie is just taking all of the ideas that the first film said were dumb ideas and then doubling down on them like they're good ideas. And I just don't understand that even a little bit. It's so dumb. And this this movie also, like, just, it really leans into the science fiction element of this whole franchise that you kind of never hear people talk about and takes it to a logical extreme and then just leaves it completely uncommented upon to the point that I almost was expecting that, like, I had somehow misread the situation until a character literally comes out and says it and no one has any reaction to it. This is a dumb, stupid, terrible movie, and I'm upset that I had to see it. <laughs> you did this to yourself, though. I know. It should be noted. It should be noted that Brian was like, "I'm seeing it this weekend, and so we can choose to do this movie, or we can choose to do this movie." <laughs> and yeah, so we were much. both just like, "I gave Mike three like, other suggestions." I, <laughs> <laughs> I was a dickhead about it, but I gave yeah. three other suggestions. <laughs> Yeah, so, but like this so, is the movie that's in the multiplexes that's easy to go yeah. see. And like I said, I like Jurassic true. World yeah. and I thought that was going to be shit. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe they'll pull it out. But this movie, like I said, it just everything that Jurassic World did well, this movie either reverses or does poorly. And it's just hmm. it's really upsetting. It's it's like it's so dumb. And just like we'll get into it in spoilers, I guess. But like I can't think of one Thing nice to say about this movie i guess like i'm sure that mondo posters is going to make some really fucking stellar <laughs> one sheets out of a couple of these shots but they're so pointless and they're so needless and i just the whole fucking movie is so bad that like who's gonna buy that i, I think Ooh. one conversation that i do want to have in spoilers and i i preface it now so i don't forget because i want it to kind of be a part of our larger conversation is what this movie should 
even, or sorry, what this series should even be at this point. Because Brian, I, I am very much on your side in, in terms of what you're saying about the science fiction stuff and things like that. And the way that it, it follows, follows through seems generous. But, um, but I, I think that there is a kind of like larger conceptual discussion that can be had about whether it would be okay if they did just, you know, for instance, do a flashback. I don't know, some kind of flashback so they could make another park or something. Like, there is this movie. I guess, I guess this is all spoilers. Well, let, let me say this. Michael, it picked we a direction. On, when we were talking on Slack, I said that the, the process for these movies is super simple. It's park, bad sure. thing happens, escape. That's yeah. so clear. And like they they mixed it up. They they like first of all, The Lost World, I loved it when I was a kid and I have like not watched it again for like 10 years for fear of how it's going to hold up. There's like because, two good scenes. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. And then the third one like I I have like the only the barest memory of. It feels in my head like a direct to DVD sequel. But like there are interesting things you can do with the concept of a dinosaur infested island and like those movies kind of skirted around it but I feel like the third one got closest to having a good idea but like the second one and then and now this one by trying to sure. tie it so heavily into John Hammond and Injun and the company behind it and bioethics and shit like you just have an oh. island of dinosaurs I have a <laughs> Have a Swiss Family Robinson-style shipwreck, right? <laughs> Have a group of soldiers whose battleship is sunk during wartime or something. Like, strand people on that island and then have them have to leave it. Like, that's all you need. And these movies, Jurassic World, oh again, my God. I thought was fine because it's like, okay, cool. So we're actually seeing the park open. Like, this is what sure. the dream was. I just, I just came up with the concept. Of that of of a sequel that fits exactly your idea and it's basically that one of these airliners these transatlantic or oceanic airliners oh ends boy. up crash landing on the island right. and then you get a bunch of people that are just like stranded they send out a stress beacon and people come in to try and help them right. like Regular multiple governments come in come in because you know uh, 50% of the airline belongs to, I don't know, Malaysia, and then 50% of it belongs to America. And so right. it's like, it's like, like lost, oh, okay. but on an island with dinosaurs instead sure. of smoke monster yeah. polar bears and the others. Um, yeah. But I, th I feel like you could even make something, uh, something more like a, a genre based argument here, though. Cause I think that rewatching Jurassic Park, it, uh, I, I think it's a fantastic theme park ride. And then thinking about the later, not necessarily Lost World, but especially Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World, what I noticed so much more is how much it reminded me of, you know, uh, the, the Freddies and the Jasons. Like, it, it's a slasher. <laughs> it's, it's the, that mean streak is very pronounced. It is right, about you're, like, you're there to watch it's people about, die. yeah, but it, it's, you're there to watch yes. people die. But the thing about the original Jurassic Park is that, yes, people might die. But it's watching them react to that. It's not about like the gore, and I think yes. I think that's well, what like bothers me on such a, a core level see, about that... Jurassic World to me because it feels like such a uh, a reduction. And and I mentioned this specifically so I can bring up Fallen Kingdom because in, in a way this 
the way that this series has progressed, I, I mean, it, it's beyond the point of no return. I, I think, and and I do completely agree with what both of you guys are saying. Like, yeah, Lost as a as a dinosaur movie sounds fantastic, but like I'm in space. But I just I'm I don't space. think. At the same time, I understand how, in, despite how incredibly stupid and misguided Connolly and Trevorrow's script about uh, bioethics and uh, w- what it means to play God is. It is so in lockstep with our current cynicism and like the way that we're looking at genetics that it, this seems – I mean, you're right. It's easy and it's obvious, but it seems almost impossible that it would have ever gone to something as like – not lowbrow, but uh, sorry, like low concept as something like just the park breaking. Like even in the three years since Jurassic World, like you you just don't get to make – a quickie B movies, even as this movie feels, I said this, this movie feels incredibly rushed, but like, I, I don't know if that is even impossible anymore in this market. And that's what I do find weirdly fascinating about this movie, how it does take these big swings and just whips so hard. And, and it's on a fucking T like, <laughs> like it, it, it couldn't be any easier with so many of these things. And yet it just overreaches to such a point where you're like wait you're you're going here oh no you are doubling down no you're tripling down oh okay (laughs) like it's just it's it's a bizarre it's a bizarre situation so jurassic park had a couple of scenes that allowed you to just be like in awe of the dinosaurs like the opening where you first see the the brontosaur and then when they're in the tree and you get another brontosaur and then um (laughs) when they're even even the scene where the gallimimus are flocking this way yeah and like before the t-rex comes up that is just kind of like a super awesome animals in the wild type of thing and like every other movie has failed to have that because like jurassic or the lost world jurassic park this is one of those series that like is gonna have like fast and furious style names by the end of it um (laughs) so anyway the lost world jurassic park you know, they come in and everyone's like, oh, my God, a stegosaur. And then immediately it tries to murder them. And then from that yeah. point on, anytime you see a dinosaur, it is either hunted or being hunting or being hunted. And then like the third one, you know, the Spinosaur kills the T-Rex. And it's like, yeah, this ain't your dad's Jurassic Park. And then the, the, but the, the what's weird is Jurassic World kind of inverts that and has all these like normal dinosaur things. And like people just take it for granted. Yeah, you like know, he's like, on his phone right by the the T Rex. Right, finally, you know. finally eating a goat, yeah. and um, he's eating like yeah, he's he's on his phone like you know the the parents are kind of half watching their children as their children ride like baby triceratops, <laughs> and the li- oh my god, I just remembered that part when the little girl sees the baby brontosaur and hugs it and it goes like Rah! because that is how my daughter treats our dogs and is now trying to treat the cat. Just like pick it up, it's gonna get some claws around it, and and like and squeeze it, and like it's yeah, gonna realize like, what a raptor is. Yeah, yeah, the true raptor of the house is Cleo, the kitten who is, by the way, now asleep on my feet. So oh, that's pretty cute. It's you're gonna cute. have to. It's you're enough. Have to post okay. a photo of that. But so yeah, I'll tr- I'll try um, to get one while Bill is talking. Um, but no. So what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say is like 
Jurassic World kind of played on that, like, no one wants to see these things be okay. Like, no one wants to see these creatures being, like, serene and behind glass. Like, what we're all aching for and why they created the Indominus Rex is because we want that danger. And so it gives you all of that and shows how these people are like, eh, it's just dinosaurs. And then it's like, all right, well, let's open the gates and see how you respond to that shit. And so it's almost like being like aggressively chiding to people for being like it sucks that dinosaurs aren't enough we have to like make them murder people and then this movie's like but what if one of them was a serial killer <laughs> loose in your house that only wanted to murder you even though there appear to still be a lot of other people that it could murder but you're a little girl and you're in your bed and it's Ugh. also really bad at murdering after we're told it's the best hunter in, like in the world <laughs> We'll, we'll get into it. Let me ask a couple of questions because I, unfortunately, I haven't seen Jurassic World in a, in a couple of years, uh, probably two. Uh, I think I rewatched it one or two times. Um, they, it is a hard reset, isn't it? It's basically taking place right after Jurassic Park as if Jurassic World and what is it lost world doesn't lost doesn't world actually world. exist yes so it's basically a hard reset and basically the only park the only island that they even mention is isla nublar well, right well bill that is a fantastic question because in this movie they bring up isla sorna which is where the lost world and jurassic park 3 take place yeah so fuck did they did they <laughs> mention it by name yeah they, oh. they they mention it by name. Um, they don't say that. Fuck. But if they're saying that this is the place where the dinosaurs are, then I presume that like they've moved all the dinosaurs off of Isla Sorna onto Nublar. I'm glad you understood I, I just, this, Brian, because I, I have no idea. I don't understand how the original T-Rex from the first film is back in this film. Well, he was in the other film, in, too. In Jurassic, I know, in, yeah. in Jurassic World. And you say he. It's a she. Come on, man. <laughs> we, we, we all know what Jurassic Park is about. It's about a bunch of ladies going, going bananas. <laughs> oh, no. You want to talk about sexual politics? Sexism. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take a pair yeah. of heels over that any day. Um, oh, boy. I'm still, I literally still can't wrap my head around the fact that people had a problem with her running in heels, but that's an argument. I don't know. Day. People, um, it's dumb. Not enough time. What I was, what I was going to say is, so it, it, it appears clear that they, maybe it's like the Jurassic world Inc was pretending like those two other movies never happened. Or, because I mean, maybe maybe like it didn't get out, I guess. Like, like it wasn't a PR nightmare. Because the goddamn T Rex was in San Diego. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. And John Hammond. No, oh, they quote John Hammond too. They quote yeah. him from the second oh. movie in this movie. His whole yeah. speech about these ba animals don't need our preservation or anything. They need our like absence. That's from yeah. That the was so World. stupid. That's so stupid because it was just like uh, if you if you watch Jurassic Park and then Jurassic World and then this movie, you're real confused about like the <laughs> legacy of John Hammond because you're like, right, uh, no, he definitely wanted them like to be caged up and like to be an attraction. Yeah, like Claire this is the flea circus movie, times 10. Claire in this movie is like, 
they're going to sell them to private sellers. And it's like, woman, who do you think you worked for? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. What? One of the guys yeah, was you, like, you they, this, for this rich guy's <sighs> kid wants a baby Triceratops. And I was like, probably a better life for that Triceratops than like living out in the world. Right? Mm. Like, even on that and, island, and like, also, the odds of it getting murdered I'm, and eaten by a little child are much less than living on an island with a bunch of active predators. I'm, I'm also, like, real confused about, like, the lysine protocol from the original film. I don't remember how they... I, I know, like, Crichton actually worked it around Michael in... Michael uh, is it is it Crichton or is it Crichton? Yeah. It's Crichton. It's Crichton. Crichton. Okay. Uh, I know Crichton worked it around in the Lost World because otherwise yes. he couldn't. He couldn't actually write a book. Um, and like the book is remarkably better than the film, but that's for another day. Uh, <laughs> but he works around the Lysine protocol. But I thought they instituted it again in Jurassic World, and so. The fact that we're coming back to this island three years later, and I don't know why they're deciding three years later, but whatever. Uh, three years later, like, we're coming back, and I'm like, shouldn't all of these dinosaurs, like, be in, like, deep coma, comas or, like, at I least dead? Later, they should be dead. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I, don't, I don't remember from Jurassic World if they said they had a lysine contingency. For anyone who doesn't remember... In Jurassic Park, they mention the lysine contingency, and it's because they produce the dinosaurs without the ability to have a certain enzyme that they need. And thus, the contingency is basically, if we stop providing them that, then they will slip into a coma and they die. die. But yeah. that okay. is, like, it's going to take a while, <laughs> because obviously they've gotten a dose, and it's going to take, like, days probably for the effects of that to, like, work in. Now, they they work around that in the Lost World Jurassic Park by saying that the herbivores are eating a bunch of specific plants that are very rich in lysine, and yeah. when then 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 the predators eat them, and then da-da-da-da-da. I don't know if... But the original T-Rex would still be under the lysine contingency, I guess, because he would be the original one. I don't know exactly. if they did that to the new ones. Henry Wu, who was such a nice man in the first film, he's mm -hmm. the, the guy who, like you know helped and was like oh you know i was hoping that i could get out of here before he's, they hatched and then blah, he's blah. And almost he's turned so into the nidri he's turned into like fucking the cabinet of dr caligari or something he's just like he's now a turtleneck wearing bond villain who mm. at the end of every movie just like good call shoves on all the turtleneck shoves all his shit in the bag and is like off to do evil somewhere else <laughs> you are giving him too much credit he is not as interesting as a bond villain that's a good point okay what if uh, i said he was like christoph waltz right the most least interesting bond villain damn <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so anyway um, no, that's, yeah. what i was gonna what, what i think perfect. bill and i and michael are trying to get at is the lore of this makes no fucking sense um don't try yeah, to figure I don't, out I don't know. what the logical mechanics of the world are um and this movie, as I said, is is fucking terrible. And I had a lot more, even more basic science-y questions during the course of this film. But they will have to wait until we're in spoilers. Are we... Bill, you said you had a couple questions. Were they all related to, like, the world building? Yes. Okay. Have we have we answered them effectively? Basically, you, we have not answered them, but <laughs> we can we can move forward. We can we can progress on, sir. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm ready to I, just I will I, go into spoilers. I will if mention. 
I will mention this. I don't think it's spoiler e because they've definitely put him front and center. I don't want people to come into this film thinking there's more Jeff Goldblum <laughs> in this film than there is. He is on screen. He is on screen less than you actually hear his voice. Uh, he is on screen for maybe about 90 seconds, I would say. And his yeah. voice is on screen for, or you can hear his voice for like two minutes of those 90 sure. seconds. So it, he, that is total lip service to bring him back in this film. Yeah, he's he's a glorified cameo, basically. Um I will say that, uh, I, you know what? I'm going to say one nice thing. Danielle Pineda. Is, is, is that the paleo on, on, or paleo veterinary? Oncologist. I was going to say oncologist. I don't know. I don't even know. What, oncologist. Is that, is that like cancer? What cancer, is that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. Paleo Anyways. veterinarian. I yeah. liked her. I, she had like a good vibe and I was actually really fucking yeah. upset that she wasn't in this movie more. I was kind of into yeah, Ted she's, Levine, she's too. Fun. Such a nasty woman. <laughs> Ted Levine, Jurassic <laughs> oh World. Oh, boy. I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He says yep. that about definitely the paleo-oncologist. <sighs> um, all right. So are we ready to get into spoilers? I'm yes. I'm going to take your silence to mean <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, y'all were y'all were breaking up a little bit. What, what were you oh, saying? We're ready for we're spoilers, spoilers. I assume. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, down. yeah. I enjoyed it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie is terrible. Anyway, um, we deserve better. <laughs> we do as as a culture, as a humanity, we deserve better. Or do we? So no. that's my that's my political <laughs> statement for this episode. Is or do Since. we? Since we're in spoilers now, I want to bring up something that's kind of relating to like all the science fiction-y aspects of this. Okay. And the I I can't remember who it was that actually had the original screenplay that uh that I believe Connolly and Trevorrow basically completely scrapped, but like read and then like were like, huh, maybe there is some stuff that we can take from. But one of the original ideas for Jurassic World when they were just throwing shit out at the wall was basically that uh, government would get in control and they would turn Velociraptors into super soldiers. And was this that Shane they would. Black? For some reason, I'm remembering his name with this. I I don't I don't remember. I do know that there was I don't that know. script that was like they basically yes. Universal said like do whatever you want. We don't know where to take this. And someone was like, "What if guns. we had dino human hybrid <laughs> super soldiers with guns?" And they were like, "That yes. is too much." Yes. But can we pull that back just a little bit? And you can see the tendrils that are kind of in the first one with, you know, Chris Pratt leading these like dino soldiers a little bit. Vincent right? D'Onofrio. And, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I, yeah, I kept thinking you can, about him in this movie because I was like, he was an interesting bad guy and I don't like any of these mm -hmm. people. Because he was like, yeah, you could use these for war. And Chris Pratt's like, they're fucking wild animals. And he's like, then we'll like kill off the rogues and we'll only breed like the loyal bloodlines. And it's just like, OK, buddy, because that's a dumb fucking idea that yeah. this Voices movie embraces wholeheartedly. <laughs> the the other idea that I, I was listening to an interview with 
uh, J.A. Bayona, and he was mentioning that he was actually approached for the first Jurassic World to basically they had no script at the time and they had six months and uh frank uh what is his name frank uh the the famous producer on this film um and then steven spielberg basically approached him and were like hey we don't have a screenplay we need to get this film started into production in six months do you want to make it and he was basically like no, I, I like y'all, but I do, that sounds like a terrible idea. And so he was approached with this one with a screenplay kind of in hand. Um, so considering those two things, apparently they went to or they took Trevorrow's like pitch and basically were like, OK, we'll give you more time since we actually have something to work off of. And that's how Jurassic World ended up. So. Going off of that, the fact that the guy that kind of finagled some of that science fiction-y stuff into the first film and then just went times 10 on this film feels so haphazard and awkward. And even like the clone shit is just mind-boggling. Oh, God. Can we talk? What it reminds me... Hold on. Hold on. What it reminds me of is the amazing Spider-Man when they start to try and rewrite Peter Parker's father, like his parents' legacy. And you're just like, we don't need any of this. His, his parents are dead. Like, why are we doing this? And they try and make it a thing. And that's what they kind of do with this clone thing. And you can tell, you can just like smell it in the air that they're going to try and go down some route with this mm-hmm. in the next one. And you're just like, no, no, don't do that. Don't. So yeah. we, we may get another John Hammond. Who knows? <laughs> oh my God. Isn't the actor is dead though. So I'm just going to find a British guy and be like, I'm John Hammond as he looked when he was 25. Um, yes, holograms exist guys. <laughs> Did you say holograms I exist? I did. I did. I, you know Hollywood's all about that. I was going to say they'll just do what they did to Grand Moff Tarkin and have him be played yeah, by Anton Ego that. from Ratatouille. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I want to. I want to. I want to get this out of the way. There is a human clone in this mm. movie. Yeah. There is a little girl who is the perfect human clone of her mother. And when people hear this, they respond as though they'd been told she has a mild peanut allergy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, is that true? All right, well, I guess we won't have peanuts around you. And and her point is to get menaced by the Indoraptor, which is what if (sighs) Indominus Rex, but smaller and more raptor-like, and... (laughs) And and can, like... He's an ugly fucker. It will latch onto a target that is painted with a laser and then attack upon hearing a certain tone which is just yeah. harder than getting a dog to sick an intruder 
Um. Yeah, this this animal <laughs> seems full on wild, Would and you- and there's there's like a couple of questions here because a this animal f- seems full on wild and doesn't in- understand like anything else. But you do these two things in in succession, and all of a sudden it, it obeys you. Totally the other cool. question is. Henry Wu is like, oh, we gotta get blue so we can do this thing with the Indoraptor. And you're, the whole time you're like, oh, because they haven't, they haven't developed the Indoraptor yet. He needs the blood. And then you're like, <laughs> wait, no, they have a working prototype. Yep. Like, why do they need blue at so, all? So I can answer that this question movie for you, Bill, because as much as I hated no this movie, I was playing a lot, I was paying a lot of attention to it. Here's their plan. They have created the first Indoraptor, and they're like, this thing is way too nuts. And then I guess they remembered the thing that Chris Pratt said from the first movie, which is the whole thing about, like, it's been raised in isolation without any, like, parentage or any other people around, so it's going to be, like, maladjusted. So Henry Wu is like, we need to get Blue, the raptor. We need to use Blue's specific blood because we have basic raptor blood. But if we use Blue's specific blood... And DNA on the next one that we make, then it will attach to Blue like a mother, and then we can train it because Blue has been trained, and thus we can start to perpetuate a race of these things. So they bring out the Indoraptor version type A, and they're like, okay, we're going to show you this. Yeah, Yeah, this is their alpha testing. They're like, this is our prototype. It is not for sale, but we want you to know that we're going to have it in a while. It's like those concept cars that you see at car shows where it's like, this one has circular wheels. You can't take it home with you. We haven't figured out how to not make it explode after 20 miles. But this is what we're working on. But in this case, someone rich and stupid enough is like, I'll fucking take that $40 million abomination of God and nature that is only capable of being controlled if you're telling it to attack one specific target, making it totally useless in war. And then yeah. the guy's like, well, fuck it. I'll sell it to these assholes. I don't give a shit. I don't have any, like, a trust or investment in them. And then and then Henry Wu's like, you can't sell this one. This one's nuts. And there he's like, the next ones will be so much better. And this guy's like, who the fuck gives a shit? I want money. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I pause for a sec? Is it is it me, or did you guys think that 40 million was kind of a bargain like this is supposed to be the richest people in the world and the highest they spend is 40 million (laughs) yeah these numbers seemed real low because he was obsessed with like making over a hundred million in like a single day and i'm like there are people with like billions of dollars (laughs) aren't there like we're on the cusp of of the first trillionaire aren't we uh bezos so it's like hold on there are billionaires out there why didn't you find one of the billionaires and suckle up to his teeth instead of instead of this millionaire well these are all people who like are down with buying buying a dinosaur on the black market sure right now here's i have a couple of things to bring up (laughs) in the same vein as this this podcast is gonna be crazy (laughs) why why did they wait until a day before the volcano exploded like like why didn't they do this a year ago not not Uh, even like the whole we have to save them thing but like why not just send a group of people every now and then to go pick up like a dinosaur and then have your little black market auction yeah, you could literally do this on the island that they propose, 
right? Oh, like even you can just you can just go, oh, yeah. hey, we have RFID chips in all of these dinosaurs. Uh, we're gonna bid one off every few months because guess what? At some point, we're just gonna keep reproducing them, and no harm, no foul. Right. This guy's like, like, like how? The- and and the contingency is, oh, how'd you get that raptor? Uh, they stole it off the island. We <laughs> we don't monitor the yeah. island. Like, there it is. Per done. your instructions, sir. Um, here's your yeah. clone granddaughter. Anyway, what I was gonna idiot. say is, so. Here's the thing. Better movie opens with an auction and some asshole rich dude saying, or maybe not a rich dude. I don't know how much these auctioneers get, but like the auctioneer going, you know, the newest batch that we've stolen from Isla Nublar, you know, we have 17 dinosaurs today and they're like stealing enough newborns that aren't born with the tracking chip in them to be able to maintain the population but still be able to sell them because they're a protective species. And then some shit happens at that auction, right? Like, basically, the whole last act of this movie happens is, like, the the Velociraptor attacking the loading dock guy pre-sequence. And then you say, like, a couple months later, and you have a group of, like, 16 mercenaries who were go i was gonna say six but then i was like no we're gonna have to kill a lot of these people so i said 16 and they pull up in a zodiac or something and they're like all right we've got our shopping list let's go catch some dinos and then they like shit happens and then bad stuff happens but like like better movie like have the those guys be your people and like have in the world that there is a black market for these things but this guy is just like the island's gonna explode this whole thing about stealing dinosaurs to protect them is the perfect cover to then bring them to Northern California to this palatial <laughs> estate where this infirmed old man won't notice 700 black limousines showing up because I've turned his basement into a dinosaur refuge and I'm going to sell these dinosaurs. Yeah. P.S. I made a 20 foot tall raptor that's super smart and have trained it and he hasn't noticed any of this shit. Um, and all of this, <sighs> these dinosaurs are Kickstarter rewards for people giving their money so that he can then create the Indoraptor, which he will then, I guess, sell to governments, maybe, or something. Like, that's the thing. There's a ceiling on this because who are you going to sell enough to to recoup your losses? Methamphetamine is produced that, that... super cheaply but sold at a high markup. You can't do the same thing with genetically engineered kill machines. <laughs> Yeah, this the return on investment is very low, and I can see why why uh, the guy is like sweating bullets about like trying to sell these dinos because obviously like he's he's deep in the hole. I imagine he he may look at his finances if if the guy had survived and realize he is broke, he is bankrupt, and he's like, how how did like what did you spend the money on? And the guy's like, secret dinosaur experiments. <laughs> but the other thing is why couldn't you just find a patron and like yeah, only produce know. for him you already have the indoraptor it's not like you want to make it you've created it like so all you have to do is trot that thing out in front of all these assholes and be like pre-orders start now and you yeah, can line sure. up like it's an apple store in a month or two so 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 quit quit selling the fucking prototype right like it's like don't do that that sounds like a terrible idea and like as soon as you trot it out put it back like also why are they zapping all the dinosaurs with like electronic cattle prods 
I don't know. Yeah, like, they like, they do that you, in the first film too. Like but in that and, one, they and were I had this. To coax it I had into this... another thing and in this one they're like sure it's like if you were at a, a, a runway show and <laughs> someone was zapping <laughs> the models with tasers like it doesn't yeah. make any sense well, they, they're just trying to make it react instead of it just kind of sitting there but i, I would, would imagine that it looked as a buyer it looking it looking around and seeing all these things that it just thinks of as meat I think it would probably be enticed enough to like make some noise and, and do all this stuff. But like my big I, question <laughs> still is I don't understand how we went from the Indominus Rex who apparently can go uh what is it? Uh invisible? If yeah, I he don't cloaks himself oh, yeah. with the, the DNA of a cuttlefish. Uh, yes. Okay, so they took his fucking blood and then put it in the in the fucking raptor? Like, doesn't that seem like a dumb, 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 dumb <laughs> the idea? The was already part raptor. <laughs> I know. I know. So they've made a smaller, worse Indominus, <laughs> I feel. Like, the Indominus Rex yeah. is pretty cool. He could evade thermal detection. He could cloak his skin. And now they're like, here's one with a mohawk. Slightly <laughs> smaller. But this is, I mean... like He's, he's got a racing stripe. <laughs> I will say again, and this movie this movie doesn't do... He does have a racing stripe, so does Blue. Blue's racing stripe is cooler. Um, I yeah. do... There, there are ideas in this movie that I like. I like like seeing Chris Pratt training Blue and like talking about the Raptors growing up. That's the thing that belonged in the last movie. Like... Uh-huh. I and I like when they go to the island again. There's like very little majesty to be had, aside from the one there, brontosaur there is, there, walking around. Yeah, th- that's a, that's a good the, shot. The brontosaurus. Do you guys even thing. like that shot? Huh? No. The the smoke engulfing the brontosaurus. Oh, when it dies um, horribly. Yeah. No, yeah. that yeah. was the saddest thing I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that the was... point. <laughs> but like that's that not, was that was awful. Like, like it that felt was, mean. Oh, geez. Like it felt, it felt really fucking mean. Like, like there's, there's no, re- like, honestly, there's no reason why you have to show that sequence. The only reason it's in there is to pull out our heartstrings. It's, it's not for anything beyond that because we honestly don't give a fuck about any of these other dinosaurs because we just saw like 20 of them jump off a cliff. And what does the f- camera focus on? It focuses on the two humans. That's it. Like yeah, it's I was like more concerned oh about the dinosaurs. Yeah, like those dinos I, don't know how to swim. Like if they Claire are not that, doggy paddling. If Claire and that nerd guy want to die, that's fine with me. But if that ankylosaur <laughs> could somehow get itself back to shore, I would have appreciated yeah. that. No, I mean, yeah, that whole thing with the with the brontosaur just felt like super mean and it was like it let me know how expendable these creatures are to Ooh. this universe in terms of just getting a reaction out of people. And then it's super weird though because the movie like the last movie made a whole thing about Grady, Owen Grady, Chris Pratt's character saying like these are animals. We have to treat them and respect them like animals. And so when he found that field of dead uh apatosaurs or whatever they were sure. that the Indominus had taken down, I felt bad. Like because he felt bad and he touched the one that was dying and like felt awful about it. And he was like, this is what your crazy meddling with nature has done. It's led to the suffering of these poor creatures, and he didn't even eat them. Um, and in this movie, it's just like, here, isn't this fucking terrible to look at? 
And like, yeah, I feel bad about it, but at the same time, this movie is treating them so much more like monsters than even the other movie did. The other movie mm-hmm. had basic empathy even for the Predators. It was just mm. the Indominus Rex that was the bad guy, quote unquote. But like, nothing else got treated with like the overt hatred that the, even like the Predators in this movie did. Like when they're attacked in the lava well, place mm-hmm. by whatever the hell that thing was... Like that thing I, was I don't just know. Like I didn't mean. realize, I didn't realize we had a bunch of uh, like other carnivorous giant like like dinosaurs, and all of a sudden this movie's like, hey, we got three more of them, and I'm like, where did y'all come from? Like I remember the spinosaur <laughs> from uh, what was it, the third film, third, but yeah. this film is just like it's giving me like multiples of them, and then it's doing weird things where they're. Eight running for their life, and then this same one that keeps pestering them decides <laughs> to like try and eat like a, a a stegosaurus, and it's like, bro, like, can we just focus on like getting off this island? Like, w- what is your natural instinct telling you? Like, like, yeah, I'm okay, for my life, I'm, but I still kind of want to kill that thing. Like, that's not yeah. how that works. Like, when you see forest fires driving like deer and bears and stuff the bear isn't stopping to nip at the heels of a rabbit while it's happening yeah, no like, it's it's no. like i have to live so i can eat again later on and this movie is like oh no they're all gonna die in this pen because a giant thing of cyanide hydrogen cyanide gas is gonna suffocate them all um why do they but have also that? the second that they get out they're gonna murder everyone because they're unfeeling killbots. but mm. i I, th- I think that yeah, I, I I definitely agree with you guys about what you're saying I, uh, about that, and I think there is a cruelty in, in the way that Fallen Kingdom does those scenes. But I I also think that compared to Jurassic World, at least for me, Fallen Kingdom feels so weightless from sequence to sequence, and is existing in a in, in a fantasy world for at least part of the movie. That like those sequences, I I couldn't f- feel real empathy. Uh, for those animals, and I definitely didn't feel that empathy in Jurassic World, and I was more bothered by, you know, the the many moments of cruelty that I feel like are throughout Jurassic World. You know, I, I, I know everybody points to the assistant, and I know that's the big one. Sure, um, yeah, but but there's, cares, but yeah, but I, I don't care what happens to the humans. I care what happens to the dinosaurs. I don't know what that says about me. But I, but that Whoa. is but that is again a difference from you know even Jurassic Park and Lost World. Well, I guess especially Jurassic Park. Like you, you care what happens to Ellie, you care what happens to Alan, you even care what happens to the kids, even when they're you know well, ch- chattering their ear off. Like it, it's I'm a hacker. It's a it's, very different Mike, sensation. It's yeah. it's interesting that you you mentioned it because like you you mentioned how the the sequels kind of turn into slasher films and the first film what it does that's really interesting if you think about it is besides nidri and maybe the lawyer guy we are not given characters that we're even slightly supposed to root for like being being eaten like nobody in that film proper is supposed to be eating. So we aren't rooting for the dinosaurs to get out. We're not rooting for chaos to ensue because we care about these characters There's that this no film has Vaughn. established. <laughs> yeah. there, there are no disposable characters except for Nidri and the lawyer, and they get sure. rid of them very quickly. And so, like, 
these later films, they're just throwing lots of people because, you know, the first film, you're like, hold on, how many, like, how many other staff work at this place? You know, you're like, you're like, are there like 10 people there? And I understand there's like a storm going on and whatever, but like, you're definitely like, hold on. So all the film, all the people above the title are the only people on this park? Like that seems <laughs> small, you know? And it's like, okay. Uh, but yeah. And then the later films are just like, Hey, here's this red shirt. Here's this red shirt. And here's sure. this red shirt. And yeah. you're just I mean, like, Oh, I mean, you want to okay. talk about cruelty. Like the poor, poor, poor Richard Schiff in, uh, the lost world. Oh Jurassic yeah. Park. He saves people and is then torn in half for his trouble. Like that's the yeah. cruelest mm. kill in my mind. And in, in all this series, because he's just, he's Richard Schiff. You, that seems mean. Just don't be mean to Richard Shift. He already looks so sad. <laughs> a, we- as a, he weird, is. <laughs> a weird thing to mention. But then you also mention. have that whole group of mercenaries, so that way you can get like the scene of the people getting taken down by the raptors or murdered with impunity, and be like, all right, well, yeah, those guys suck, though. Well, one weird mm-hmm. thing to mention too about the the books, which you already mentioned. Uh, I I personally have not read the Michael Crichton books, but I do know mm, that some people who are good. big fans of it have said that. They are much meaner. Like they yes, are they much are. more cynical. And uh, one really interesting piece of trivia that I, I love bringing up is that uh, Michael Mann was about an hour late in getting the first Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> that would have so, been so cool. Which would have been a much much different movie. Motherfucking um, Al Pacino as Alan Grant. <laughs> you got Robert De Niro as John Hammond. Yeah. Uh, but like that Daniel that Day is... Lewis is the T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> but I I do I, I mentioned that again for yeah, what what you are already what you guys are both saying, like it is fair. And I, I think at a certain point I can't divorce my my feelings about Jurassic World and this one from you know, what I got with Spielberg. Like, like that is the weird thing about this movie. And I understand that you want to, you want to put as many bodies on screen and you want to see them die in horrific ways. But I guess for some reason, I don't want that as someone who still loves slashers. For some reason, I just don't, I, I don't want a dino serial I killer. Well, I, 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 I don't really want that I, either. And that's what I hated about this movie. <laughs> hmm. But I think I, that's Jurassic World too. Like, I, I I understand what you're saying about a few of the subversions, Brian. And I know we're probably just we're probably not gonna come to an agreement about this one. But I guess I'm just I'm, a, I'm still a little bit lost about how this feels so much different to you than Jurassic World. I I mean basically because Jurassic World was the promise of Jurassic Park delivered with then the same end result. You've got the kids lost. You've got the people trying to find the kids and mm-hmm. then leave the island, you know. And it, and, and it deals and, it deals with like all the the fallout from like okay, what would it take to run a park for ten fifteen years like this? Would people get bored? Would people like start start losing interest? And then you got right. you know board members and everything like that. Yeah, right, right. And then like just talking about you know, corporatization and all this other stuff. And, and like that movie, you know, it has, it has those moments of grace and grandeur. It has the river raft ride, which I would honestly love to do where you can see like the stegosaurs on the river and stuff. It has the little gyroscope thing that I would again, love to do. It has so many things, 
that looking at it made me feel that sense of wonder of just like, my God, wouldn't a place like that be awesome? And isn't it so much better than just a Jeep Cherokee on a track going by some fences? Like, with the, like, and, and I just like, this movie has none of that. This movie is like openly contemptuous of its, its, and its, its animals, its dinosaurs. It, it uses them as cheap fodder. And then expects us to empathize with them even after it, again, anytime a dinosaur gets loose, it murders someone. None of these dinosaurs really act with any, like, curiosity or or even, like, fear. They just seem like even the herbivores are, like, killbots. And well, I think I think you're mainly referencing the uh, the the one that rams stuff, and that thing That's just goes on a yeah, yeah. That thing just goes on a rampage, and you're just like, bro, like chill out just a little bit, maybe. Like, <laughs> well, go find the like, outside and go go run when out the doors there. Open when the doors open for outside. Like the first thing that happens is a pterosaur comes out, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna pick that guy up and drop him on a car. Yeah, and it's just oh, like oh, I just well, feel like maybe I, I, it would have I, other concerns. I have you know? I have real issues with these people breeding dinosaurs that fly in the air. I feel like that's that's <laughs> just like a terrible, 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 terrible idea. Because at yeah. least and and the water based as well. Because at least the first film was decent enough to be like hey we bred these creatures that all walk on land in an excluded island how about that that's crazy right here's, and if they escape yeah, the thing, though, guess what they can't the, go I anywhere the, the pterodon i think has been there since the first movie um when nedry opens up the embryo container yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah the names yeah, yeah. of some dinosaurs and so like sure, the thing sure, is, sure. again on the island First of all, it's so far that a bird wouldn't be able to make that, let alone a giant dinosaur that has a much more complex metabolism and needs to eat more often. Okay. But in addition to that, you have, like, they're all stored in aviaries, which, mm-hmm. you know, they shouldn't be able to get out of. And the only reason they're able to get out of the one in the it's Jurassic World is helicopter. because the Indominus takes oh, the yeah. helicopter. Yeah. And then, but again, but like, but again, like, I feel like that's a bad, bad idea. Like, (laughs) like, like, like maybe, maybe don't have like 30 of them, maybe have like two or three (laughs) with like a kill switch on all of them. Like, okay, it got loose. All right. Well, sorry. Number one, you're going down like, you know, a pop collar or something like that, where it's just like, boom, there's a little charge of dynamite in it or something. I don't know. Like, (laughs) like like, battle Royale. Yeah, like, like, sorry, <laughs> you escaped. Like I told you not to escape, and you escaped, oh, and here we go. You know. Well, I want to. I, I mean, so Michael, does that make more sense? Like, again, like this movie I, yeah. just seems a lot more flippant with its use of dinosaurs, and like, I, I just. No, I think I think that's one, fair. One I don't agree that's... with you about Jurassic World, but I think you guys have both made <laughs> very fair points. Just, one thing I, again, that's so I think curious, back to, like the kitty corral in Jurassic World, and it's like. That little girl hugging that dinosaur, like that is that is a thing that would happen. Like that is the truth of this: is that mm-hmm. the dinosaurs are animals, and people love dinosaurs. And in this mm-hmm. movie, they even make a point of Claire being like, "You know, do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Yeah, I do," and it was great. But like in this entire movie, every time I see a fucking dinosaur, it's trying to murder someone. Like, mm. yeah. like the mosasaur immediately kills someone. 
and the the t-rex shows up to take out a guy and it's like they like somehow on this island these this poor group of people has found like every terrible thing that could happen at once happening to them and because these dinosaurs are zeroed in and have a bloodthirst for humanity so at the end of this movie when they let them out i'm just like the next thing i expected to see was a triceratops skewering children on a soccer field <laughs> Well, you because do again, get even the herbivores are dicks in this movie. Dead you get a copy of the f- fucking shot from the shallows with that one ocean yeah. scene. <laughs> yeah, I I do want to speak. I I know we should probably back up a little bit, but I feel like this might be a, a good way. Did you guys have any thoughts about the final sequence of this 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 film? <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, we're, the we're montage. Going, we're going. We're going. F- what? Okay, so like, what else? All right, here's the so the montage. So first of all, yeah, yeah, the montage of like uh, all, every all the dinosaurs, all these places. Get yeah, we're in spoilers. Malcolm speaking. So like, oh, first yeah, yeah. of all, I love the fact that even we can't find the energy to talk about the fact that there is a full-on human clone in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's never been a good bonkers. twist about a human clone. Let's be honest. I kept no expecting. Movie. I legitimately kept expecting her to pull out a picture of like Ellie Sattler or something. So or, did or I. Lex from the first movie. Lex like, would have made sense. I wouldn't yeah, have liked it, but it would have made sense. Her grandfather was was uh, was what's his face was John Hammond. So I'm like, oh, yes. what if they were like gay lovers and adopted a girl and it was Lex? I don't know. But what I'll say is, um, yeah, like I see, I saw that photo of her and the woman, and the woman was younger, and I was just like, wow, she really has been with that child for a while. And it took me like <laughs> way too long to be like, mm-hmm. oh, that was the daughter. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. But, and but this was also only after I was like, oh, so it's her kid, and he's just lying for some reason. Like he knocked up his fucking maid, and he just is lying maid. about it. And then I was gotcha. like, oh, I no. the same thing, same thing. No, no, it's a fucking clone. <laughs> and I was like, is that all we're gonna get about that? And then Rafe Spall walks in, and he's like, I'm super evil. I want that human clone because she's property or some shit. And everyone's just like, oh, you're a clone? Oh, honey. And then some bad stuff happens. And then she lets the dinosaurs go because she's like, they're alive, like me. <laughs> and no, they deserve like, to be alive girl, or something like that. You are, <sighs> you, are, you are a human being and you just watched many of those things <laughs> murder people. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yes, then we get to the montage, which is the T-Rex breaking into a lion pen so it can try to yell at a lion, which who hasn't been there? And our, um, and our boy Goldblum. <laughs> Yeah, Goldblum's like, this will uh, be Jura- a Jurassic World. And I I was like, oh my god, that didn't work well in the Planet of the Apes movie when Woody Harrelson said it, and it's definitely not working here with Jeff Goldblum saying it. And and uh, the cat has awoken and is once again inspecting my feet. So if I yell, it's because it bit me again. Um, there's not enough dinosaurs released to be a breeding population. Many of them just, appear to be still, singular. So how I still much don't of a understand, world could it be? I still don't understand if they can breed. Like, I still... Like, can they? Is, Life finds is a way, the no. Jurassic Park thing still... But Blue is the last raptor ever. Like, Blue yes. is going to die alone in a, in, a, in, a, in a government care facility being like, my grandchildren never come and visit. Because it had no grandchildren, because Blue is the last of its kind. And, like, they even bring up a whole thing about, like, 
how are they still alive? And the girl's like, if you took a caveman who would have lived 20 years and brought it to the modern world with like advances in healthcare and stuff, he'd live forever. And that's Ooh. great, but these are still wild animals living in the wild. Like, the yeah. world is much worse now. The oxygen content <laughs> of our atmosphere is less. These things shouldn't be able to live pretty much as is. Like they, they at the very least, if if this film doesn't find them in the third film, like full on emaciated and like starving, then <laughs> then it's doing itself a disservice because all you got to do is just look at the size of these creatures and you're like, oh yeah, no, the the wilds of America could not sustain them. Like that's no, the, that's the next, that's the not next gonna work. We would have to open up with it being like, well. Deer, rabbit, and everything else populations have plummeted after three yeah. days because a 20-ton T-Rex <laughs> needs a shit ton of meat to survive and is it's, it's, it's dead now, too, because yeah. the ecosystem couldn't support it. Like, it's, they, there's no possible way <laughs> like, to run the math on this and have it be anything that lasts like more than a couple years, maybe. But they're treating at the end of this like, well, we've really let the genie out of the bottle this time, haven't we, guys? Mm. Guys, are, are, we, are we Neil deGrasse Tysoning this a little too hard no. now? <laughs> no. I just like if you're gonna do this, do it in a way that like ma like makes more sense. You know, like there's a reason that all, plagues all are always small animals, like rats, mice, grasshoppers, and cane sure. toads, because they don't require a lot of biomass to live. But you can't well, just release one T-Rex and then have it be like, oh, well, there goes the whole natural ecosystem. Because guess what? There's only one of them. He's pretty easy to spot. And if he doesn't get <laughs> murdered by a hunter with a hard-on, he's going to get caught pretty quickly by the government. I think I think all you have to do is do what they did in Jurassic World, where they hand wave away the fact that they didn't want dinosaurs with feathers. And so D Henry Wu just decided, OK, then no feathers. Um, all you have yeah, to do yeah. is just that have good, that was a good hand wave. All you have to do is just have someone from the park, some scientists or whatever, and just be like, oh, yeah, we bred them to be super like like be able to f feed on very small amounts of food because then it's efficient for us to feed them. So it was just a park decision. Like, no, we don't want to feed them thousands of pounds of meat because then we have to keep bringing that to the island and that gets expensive. So we just made them super, like, gas efficient, in, a, in other words. Yes, these are... <laughs> These are H-E dinosaurs. High yeah. efficiency. They're, they're, they're the hybrid dinosaurs, man. Oh, they, they run yeah, they on the HOV lanes. They could have done something like that. But what's crazy is like you can't... The, there's a fundamental problem with that. You know, the fact that since 1992, we've discovered that dinosaurs probably had, you know, maybe not like chicken feathers, but like at least some level of ornamental feathering. And... And... And like, so they're like, well, we want them to look like they did in the old movie. And it's like, well, we'll just say that we wanted them to look like people thought they looked like, not like giant birds. And, and so like the fact that they're treating them like they're animals now is nuts because it's like, if you found an abandoned car in the middle of the woods and you're like, oh my God, this poor thing, we need gas right now or it's going to die. <laughs> Like, this is a commodity. This is a, a made thing. 
and you're treating it like I just like it. They're they're monsters. Even Grant in the third movie said they were monsters that they weren't really dinosaurs. Yeah, well, and so I'm I, I, I don't know. And I, I hate I this mean, movie. I'll just throw that look, out there again. Look, like I mean, Brian, you, you, we do have a giant ecosystem surrounding a a park that is celebrating dinosaurs. People buying like you know their their photos of their kids hugging a, a baby triceratops and everything like that so you trying to say that they wouldn't in turn like feel anything for these dinosaurs like being melted alive i don't know i think i think that's a stretch but that's a a solid point but i just think i think that they should at some point say like we are all aware that these are not quote-unquote dinosaurs right that they are an animal that we've created but like I don't know it's 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 weird to me and like that ending montage i was just like well i don't i don't want this i don't want yeah a world where dinosaurs are like 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 go open the door go outside and it's like oh god damn it the compies have gotten into the trash again <laughs> and your wife is like i told you to put out the compy traps and you're like i did put out the compy traps and she's like not those shitty no kill ones we need to take them down and you're like oh, but i just i feel they're so big and I don't want to get rid of the body. Can't we just like put something down? And then she like just rolls her eyes and goes back to watching Netflix or something. Like, no, you just sold just me boring. on this. <laughs> this sold me. So you just want like Manchester by the sea, but every once in a while a pterodactyl lands on a phone pole. So I don't need it to be that close to real life. Jeez. I, I do want to mention kind of where this film kind of takes a twist. And I mean, we really haven't, we've kind of dabbled in it, but we really haven't mentioned like what this film turns into. And it's basically a haunted house yeah. film. Um, especially, yeah, especially like of. considering the size of the house. Uh, that's basically what it becomes. Um, but I got to say like the execute, look, the setup of that is yes it's dumb it's terrible it's it's awful but what we got i actually enjoyed if i have to suspend my disbelief to the point where yes this dinosaur that we've already established you know earlier on in the film even against its like base animal instincts is gonna just like oh food this is what i want right now so you know it's a what what was it called a, a, a psychopathic uh, dinosaur and you're just like I mean I guess if this is the film we're gonna get this is this is probably the best version of that and I think it it's shot well I think it's done well but I don't know like I, I can I can tell that both of y'all were like that's the worst part of this movie and I think that's the that is this film basically saying this is exactly what y'all want and giving it to us, and some people are going to be super fucking happy about that, and some people like y'all. Um, and like, it's interesting because the critical like consensus on this film is very weird. Like, it is all over the map. I've seen a lot of people love it, and then I've seen a lot of people just absolutely despise it. So, and I think it all kind of rests on that last part. I can't imagine loving this movie. <laughs> it's so I enjoyed so it. Weird. And and then I mean I, I, we even have Michael here who hated the first one and is softer on this one. Okay, but are we sure? I want to Michael, is this like Ready Player 1? Is this one of those things <laughs> where you find it movie interesting because it sucks so much? Oh no, I think Ready Player on 1. Purpose? I think Ready Player 1 is more interesting than this. I, I yeah, think Yeah, but is that, this a similar scenario? 
No, not okay. really. I, 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 I was going to. I, I'm going to disagree with what you're saying there, Bill, about it being like a well-made movie. And I do kind of like the haunted house stuff. Kind. Uh, all right, I'll explain. Uh, I guess what I'd say is that I don't think this is a, a well a well-made movie. I, I mean, like in Jurassic World, I think it's, Colin Trevorrow. That's not and what I said. He does. I said, no, but you're, I, I, you're said saying, I said it's it's a well like given the circumstances of what we have to deal with, like each each moment to moment, I'm like, okay, this is a dumb scenario, but is it well made within that respect? And I think Well, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, very much. So that's Okay, the cat is attacking my leg again. <laughs> go on, Michael. I mean, go on. But that, that is the thing, like those those parts can't remotely hold together for me in, in the sense that like I, I didn't understand why at random moments the editing would switch to two characters. I, I didn't understand why it's, at one point they interrupt what's happening on the island to go back to this insane uh, melodrama sequence, which ends mm. with his cane falling on the floor oh, with Jesus. amber breaking yeah. in slow motion. Where so I, I think that I think that Bayona just like he just knows what he likes to do, which he, is like the orphanage and like I guess the impossible. And he likes then Rebecca. Monster calls and he's like, <laughs> you know, what I really like is sort of a gothicy, you know, big disaster thing. So like, what if I just had the impossible, but it's a volcano and there are dinosaurs? And what if I had the orphanage, but it's um in America and there are dinosaurs? <laughs> And it's it's as though it's as though if Martin Scorsese in the middle of making Hugo was like, well, now that Hugo knows that this guy at the toy shop is uh, George Melies, what if he becomes Henry Hill and extorts him <laughs> into being a movie guy again and then just put Goodfellas at the end of Hugo? It's like it's like he was upset that he was making a Jurassic Park movie and was like, Maybe I can just turn this into a haunted house movie and the monster can just be, oh, I don't know, a raptor that primarily operates indoors. Perhaps I'll call it an indoor raptor. I mean, we do get a Wolf of Wall Street homage in this with uh, Chris Pratt acting like he's on Quaaludes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yes. In an insanely stupid sequence. I enjoyed I it. Couldn't I enjoyed it. The, I couldn't figure uh, out the. I couldn't figure out the like. What is it? The geography of what the fuck was going on? Me either. <laughs> I do love that somehow the car from the first movie that fell out of the tree is still there at the base of that same tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently Blue found it and was like, "Oh, I loved that movie. I'm gonna live here." <laughs> Okay, so Bill, yeah, I guess what I'd say about that is like, I do kind of like that gothic sequence, but the very fact that so much of this film does feel patched together, I, I can't, I, I can't say that like, oh, individually this sequence every once in a while, this is good at tension or this is not, because even when I like it, then it, it there's does also something a scene, stupid. For instance, yeah. Like, or- like a character going inside a cage. 
to check to see if a dinosaur is sleeping after he shot it, because that's what you definitely oh, do. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, even worse, he's like, oh, you have nice teeth. I'm going to pluck your tooth out, because that's what I'm doing, because everyone needs to know I'm a bad guy. Yeah, like, The way that's, the dinosaur basically fucking shit. winks at the camera is just like, oh my god. God. Oh my god! It, I do, it, and it's like waving its tail to like make him look so it can get the drop on him. The other weird thing is that raptor eats him. Like this is one of the few times that they've like since the first movie maybe that they've really yeah. shown like a dinosaur feasting on its prey. Yeah, when it and bites his arm off, I was like, "Wow!" They they are going for next it. to me. Oh boy! And I was like, he was like, "Oh my god!" I feel like the dinosaurs are dying. I don't like this. And then when that happened, he was like, "Uh, <laughs> yeah," because he was having fun with the tail wagging and everything. He was mm. like, "Ha!" And then when the dinosaur opened its like eye and smiled. He was like, ha ha. And then fucking Ted Levine gets his fucking arm chomped down and lifted up into the air and he's screaming. And I was and just like, oh my God, the, and I looked over at this kid and this kid looked horrible. At, at the <laughs> end, like Ted Levine is like sobbing and like, and like he opens his mouth and you can see slobber yeah. and you're like, oh, he is putting in a performance of like him actually dying right now. And this is, yeah. this is kind of sad. Like, holy shit. Right, that's the thing. I really is, think like, he's good in this. I'm sorry, I just want to say that. I really found him pretty entertaining. He really nails that Trump line that they put into his mouth. <laughs> Which <laughs> one is that? He calls the veterinarian a nasty woman. Oh, okay, that's what you meant by Trump. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That was well, dumb. But yeah, continue. Uh, what, the cat hold has on. begun to attack its reflection in a TV. <laughs> what, do, what do we make of the fact that that Connolly and Trevorrow are responsible for this screenplay that seems to very much like do the exact opposite of what it was doing in the first film. But the weird thing is it is seated in the first film. Like I, yeah, I do have yeah. to say it is. Yeah. Woo escapes and everything, but like, it's just weird to me because like it, it is clear that they, that they in naming it Jurassic world and doing what they've done are like, this is how we're going to get to dinosaurs being like, it's a trilogy. It would, they planned it be, that way. I would be shocked if at some point during the third movie, there is not a repeat of that falling banner that says when dinosaurs ruled the earth. Oh my God. It's time for ironic they, effect because... Why, did they, why do they keep stealing that shot? I don't understand. Like, is it cheap? I don't it, know, is it but going to happen. I is feel it, like it's going to happen. Is um, it cheap for them to just, like, copy and paste that, like, that sequence over and just be like, hey, you know what's a great sequence? That T-Rex when it kind of, like, turns towards the camera and is like, rah! And it's just like, and they do it twice in this film. And you're just like, no. They do. They no. also... They also do the um. They also do the Lex in the uh, sliding dumbwaiter thing. Mm, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they do that real hard. Um, I, I like the reflection uh, homage they do though, where it's like the exhibit, and then she and all the lights. I don't mm, know mm. why all the lights turn off and on. That's really dumb. But I, I kind of liked Jeez. that shot, and then well, th- yeah, it jumps they into the exhibit. They definitely like like 
turned off the breakers, and then somehow the computer is able... I guess this computer is able to, like, electronically control the breakers, but I don't know if people understand how breakers work. I'm a home inspector. When you turn something off at the breaker, like, that's... It's off. Like, you can't turn that back on unless you have some kind of, like, mechanical system to turn them on, and then why do you have a breaker? Like... I don't understand. Even Jurassic Park knew that. <laughs> yeah. You got to pump the switch and then, like, prime it and then, like, do all this other shit. Like, <laughs> I've never seen a system like that, by the way. But, you know, I don't I don't deal with, like, 10,000 volts of electricity either. I'm not. I, I don't work on a dinosaur part. as a child about what the pumping did. And I was like, maybe it's the hydraulics for the. I don't know. <laughs> It looks good, Brian. It, it does. Yeah, that's, that's a great that's, scene. That's, yeah, that's I love Spiel, it. That's oh, the man. Spielberg touch, right? Is is we can yeah. laugh about it, but like we can't we can't really question it enough to the point, and especially during the movie, we're not like our brain isn't firing like bullshit, bullshit, well, because we're just sure. my so in the moment. And that's yeah. the thing is that that movie is so tight and so well done that you don't think about crazy stuff like. Where the hell did that giant cliff come from that the car yes, moves over? absolutely. Yeah, the geometry doesn't as make sense child, in that sequence. Yeah, as a child, I was like, the T-Rex just walked out of there. Yeah. How yep. does the car fall down into a tree? And then, like, part of me was just like, who gives a shit, eight-year-old Brian? Enjoy this. This is made for you. And I was like, you're right. Interior eight-year-old Brian. Um but this movie, it's just like, it's just so dumb. And it, it's never good enough for me to be like, I can forgive these minor fo- foibles because it's nothing but foibles on top of horrifying sure. bad miscalculations of story and character. I, I think the one and other again, thing. There is a cloned child. <laughs> what are they going to do with her? I, I think the one other thing about the, the gothic. Does she have a soul? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Is it a redo? Yeah, is it like like if if the first one goes to hell, does this one get a chance to like correct it? <laughs> like this is this is purgatory, right? I don't know. I don't know, man. No one wrestles with those. Again, again, it's not even like Chris Pratt and Claire go, "Whoa, that's real fucked up. Are you actually a clone?" And the little girl's like, "I don't know." They're just like, "Okay. That's some information to put off until like maybe tomorrow." Yeah, I think I think. And then when she speaks for the dinosaurs, I'm just like, oh, my God, I was I didn't want her to do that. I didn't want her to press that button and say they're alive. And so am I. And like, they're just like me or whatever. Well, my girlfriend, she does. She does does exactly like that. And it's so maddening. I think my girlfriend mentioned it and she was like, "Okay, so they open the cages and then they opened the big door? Why didn't they just open the big door? And I was just like, yeah, I don't I don't know. By the way, what was Eli's plan for Maisie? So he was always probably going to kill uh, Lockwood, James Cromwell. You, you know, the partner of Ian Malcolm, or not, uh, of... Uh, John Hammond. Not Ian Malcolm. Of John Hammond that we've never heard about before, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. What was Eli's plan for Where's Maisie? the money, Lebowski? Like, that's, that's all I kept thinking. Like, so oh, he, yeah, he's got he the money. He fucking straight up, he straight up murders Lockwood. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because Lockwood's like, hey, I hear you've been doing some nefarious shit. 
There are a bunch of cars. Up, <laughs> would you mind picking up that phone and calling the cops on yourself? Yeah, that seems. And he's like, "Oh, this phone dumb. that is on this pillow. Why don't I pick up the pillow instead and smother you to death, old man?" Oh, man. And then he talks to the 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 governess, and he's like. Okay, give me the girl, and she's like, "But I've, I've, I've raised her since she was born." And he's like, "Haha, she's like property, or you know what she is, like you know what her sure. importance is." And I'm like, "Why are you trying to make dinosaurs when you could target bereaved families and extort the shit out of them with this cloning tech?" And you don't even the have to make a thing is already super illegal. <laughs> Why not just do with another oh, that stupid? True. I mean, like, it's just bananas. Like, they, this is basically like that movie Godsend with Robert De Niro. <laughs> yep. And Are I you... just kept expecting them to say something about her, like she came out wrong. But like, no, she seems to be a perfectly normal, fully functioning child. And like, I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to get from that. Like, I don't know what that adds to this, other than to give someone a dumb reason to let the dinosaurs out. Because here's the other thing, Claire Deering. Make more dinosaurs. <laughs> if that's your concern, make more fucking dinosaurs. Obviously, the technology exists. Don't bother running to an island that's about to explode to save them. Create more. Mm. People are talking about this being an extinction-level event. Congratulations, you cured extinction. Yeah. There should be Tasmanian tigers and the dodo extinction. birds running everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This movie's fucking dumb. I hated the whole gothic horror thing because I was like, okay, the movie has finally started. This is obviously what it was building sure. to. And I was expecting it to go on and then it was over, which thank God because I wasn't enjoying it. But I was like, if that's this is clearly the part that interested the director the most. He sure. should have gotten there a lot sooner. Yeah. And he should not have had it just be this one dinosaur. And then they bring back that stupid laser pulse gun. And I was like, is that why they did that? So that they would have a way to trick it into falling on a, a triceratops skull? Which, by the way, knew that was going to happen. That's been like the promotional image like since the first teaser. <laughs> the thing impaled on the di- triceratops skull? Yep. <laughs> What? No, no uh, the I'm triceratops not, uh, skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triceratops oh, just the skull, skull itself. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just so weird because, like I said, like when you're watching a movie like this, you're waiting for the the setup that's going to lead to the rest of the movie. Sure. And this movie has volcano eruption, save the dinosaurs. Okay, cool. And then that's over, and you're like, oh, double cross, dinosaur auction, save the dinosaurs, and then that's over, and then it's like. I guess, by the way, the bad one got out. Get away from it. That's what our final 40 minutes is going to be. And I'm like, that's what our final 40 minutes is going to (laughs) be. And then it was over. And I got to see Blue look out over Sacramento or something and go. And it's like, who are you calling, Blue? You're the last of your kind. You're going to die alone. Wait, so why this is way back? The fucking dinosaur is going to get murdered crossing the street because it doesn't know what a street is. (laughs) Most of these things are going to die in accidents. Yeah, probably. Anyway, Michael, you were going to say? I was going to say, why did they need Owen and Claire again on the island? 
Claire had the handprint necessary to access the RFID chips that are in the dinosaur that are still working because they run off of body heat and movement, like uh, one of those modular like kinetic watches. And they needed Owen because he's the only one that Blue would trust to let him get near. Okay. Because they were like, we want yeah, Blue. And she's like, like, you'll never my, find Blue. And my, they, they're my, like, well, that's your like the most RFID bulletproof. chip thing will work. Yeah, that's like the most bulletproof, like actual part of this film <laughs> yeah no no sure sir i was just trying to i just this i saw this movie only it. a few days ago and it still feels in, impossible to, my, to go through i saw this i saw this movie on friday and i turned to my wife yesterday and said my only concern is that by the time we podcast about it i won't remember enough no. because it's been evaporating from my brain but luckily the more we've spoken about it the more my anger has returned and i've been able to draw forth the memories <laughs> your memory works works off of anger like like those rfid chips work off uh. of heat and energy i just want to say that girl is also surprisingly familiar or, or with how to walk around the outside uh you know scaffolding of her house especially yeah. when it's pouring rain outside like oh, wow like she's done it before she's precocious but doesn't even like no one even like pretends to slip when it's pouring rain and i'm like come on do your due diligence you got to do the <laughs> fucking someone almost slips <laughs> i just again like for for such a large house and for such a for such a and oh we forgot there's also a lighthouse that occasionally beams its fucking beam into the house yeah so there's well, this very yeah. moody strobe effect that I can't imagine a multi-billionaire would allow to happen. <laughs> well, the, he'd I mean, be like, I you... need you to move that lighthouse. And the Coast Guard would be like, sir, that lighthouse is necessary. And he's like, I will pay for the construction of a different lighthouse at a different place than you're choosing. You're right, he's a multi-billionaire. Instead, Who cares about 40 ins- million? <laughs> instead, instead, he's like, I'll just give my granddaughter the shitty room that the lighthouse blows its light into. Oh, also, she's not my granddaughter. She's the daughter I lost in a car crash who's been cloned. So especially fuck her, because she's not even real. She doesn't have a soul. Wow, or whatever Brad. his thoughts are. We know how you feel know. about cloning now. Jeez. Yeah, Jesus. I just don't, but I don't know how this movie feels about it. Like, it doesn't. tell that to us up front. Like, have him wrestle with that a bit. Have someone say to him, like, immediately, like, it's getting really awkward to tell people that it's it's your granddaughter because it's clearly not. And he could be like, but she is, you know, I or like, yeah, I think of her more like a daughter because I made her or some bullshit. But even in his private moments, he doesn't seem to be like, you know what I did? I played God in a real way. And I have resurrected my daughter who died in a car crash. It's not even like, it's not even like she, like if this were truly a gothic horror movie, he would lock her in the fucking attic Mm -hmm. because he'd be like, when she was a baby, it was fine because all babies look alike. But now that she's gotten older and she really does look like her mother, I can't bear to look at her because it's too sad. He would have an empty room for the mother too that he goes in sullenly or uh, again locks and we get one scene where he goes in there and looks, you know. I, looks around with a forlorn, a forlorn expression. All right. Yeah. I, I think I think we're done with this movie. <laughs> Why does it take the Mosasaur so long? To, like that was just weird that they set that up and then like it didn't come back until the end. 
What the fuck's a mosasaur? The the water yeah, you one. Keep, you keep ah. using like like technical terms, and I'm I'm real confused. You are you are well, on point with those. Well, the is oh, the Jesus. helmeted one that, oh, boy. that busted through the wall and everything. Bye, everybody. Then, <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: I have been playing Ark. Uh, survival evolved or whatever on my iPhone because you can play it on your iPhone now. I want and, to do um, that, but can't. <laughs> your iPhone is too old. And it is a super fun game. And you can catch, like, I feel like that game has more moments of, like, ooh, dinosaurs wonder than this movie did. Like, I'll be walking around chopping down trees to help build my cabin. And I'll turn a corner and I'll see a herd of Triceratops and a giant Diplodocus just like hanging out in a field and I'll be like, Oh my God, that's amazing. And then like a pack of velociraptors will attack. And I having only a spear will run in to try to save the herbivores because I'm a monster. And (laughs) at some point my wife was like, Oh, that's really cool. It looks like you can name your dinosaurs if you tame them because you can tame them. And so I was like, yeah, I haven't done that yet. And she said, why? And I said, because when they die and they will, because everything in this world is trying to kill us. I'm going to feel real bad about it if I've given them a name. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I attach <sighs> to dinosaurs really hard. They're a, a token from my childhood. And this movie was, like, just the worst way to experience them. I would rather watch just my lizard in its A dinosaur story? Around. We're back. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. God. I Doctor. brought it back to Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, what's the other whoopee one? Uh, Theodore Rex. Yes. All right. Now we can end. (laughs) Michael, the Dr. Screw-Eyes of our podcast. We've gone all the way back. Uh, We're all... uh, A dinosaur tale. (laughs) We went off the rails just as much as this movie. Yep. (sighs) Anyway, we're done. Uh, Next week, we'll be talking about... Leave No Trace, maybe? I don't know what that is, but sure, why not? It's the next film from uh, Deborah Grenick, uh, the director of Winter's Bone and uh, oh. Stray Dog. Oh, is it is it out? I believe. Uh, I I will need it's, to check. It's not going it, to be wide, but yeah. Well, Wide-ish, anyway, we'll probably do it say. in coming weeks. Then, if we do not <laughs> do it next right. week, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do um, my research. So we'll figure it out. We'll tweet out whatever it is we're going to watch. It'll it, it can't be worse than this. He said tempting God. Oh god. Um we are uh, God, Brian. We are God. We, it's true. <laughs> what was it from the first movie? Uh kills God, invents dinosaur, dinosaur eats man, woman inherits the earth. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Which part are we at now? Oh my god. The the final movie is going to end with the uh, Vuvalini coming around because all the dinosaurs <laughs> will have eaten men. Oh boy. All right. I'm good with that. Yeah. Right. <sighs> Fantastic. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, find us on patreon.com slash the film stage show and give us your money. And wow, that sounded more threatening than usual. Um, <laughs> it's anyway. your fault, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, we should, what we should do, what we should do instead of doing a Patreon and everything is we should hold a black market dinosaur <laughs> auction. <laughs> Anyway, um, so what was I going to say? Yeah, patreon.com slash the film stage show. Give us your money. Uh, Mubi is our sponsor, as always. Great, great stuff on Mubi. Every movie on there is guaranteed to be better than Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, You can watch them from the comfort of your own home. 
and you can watch them on your laptop, your iPhone if you're a monster. You can watch them on your smart TV. You get a 30-day trial by going to mubi.com slash filmstage. So check that out. Go there. See some great movies. There's a new one added every day. Constantly rotate selection of 30 of them. Again, that is mubi.com slash filmstage. What, what else? What else? I think that's it. Uh, we can just tell the people at home where we can be found between now and the next time. So, Bill Graham, why don't you kick us off? You can find me in my gyrosphere that does not have a self-release latch on the inside for some reason, <laughs> uh, down at the bottom of the ocean, uh, on Twitter at CableBFG, and you can also find me on the Patreon channel. I really now wish that I had chosen uh, the Donovan song Atlantis. Would have been a good choice. Yeah. Shit. Anyway, Michael Snydell. Uh, you can find me doing extensive research about dino blood transfusions on uh, Twitter. Oh my god, we didn't talk about the dino blood transfusion. They're fucking blue getting shot, and this woman opening her up, pulling out a bullet and saying, she's gonna be fine, because I found the single piece of metal. She's a paleo veterinarian, Brian. She, she knows is a, her it shit. Is a, it is a real job, Michael. We know because she told a congresswoman that. She keeps um, telling mom and dad that too. <laughs> fucking yeah! Like, how do you explain that to your mom? Because I thought that she was going to be like, "I used to work at Jurassic World as the paleo veterinarian." It makes too much. And sense. instead, she's like, "I've never met a dinosaur in person before." And it's like, then how the shit did you get a degree in paleo veterinariology or whatever the fucking hell it is? And why? Why does every movie say you've been shot? Get in there, dig around, and get that fucking bullet out. A bullet travels fast enough out of a barrel tight enough that it sterilizes itself upon impact. Sorry, Bill. Getting it out will only cause more trouble, especially to a fucking dinosaur. And I don't think I still know where Blue had been shot. I- I'm on Twitter at at <laughs> All right. Fantastic. I am sorry. I had to. I forgot that I had that rant in the chamber. Anyway, uh, 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 closer to death. Yes, <sighs> as we so often are. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, my name is Brian J. Rowan. You can find me on Twitter at Brian J. Rowan. Instagram, the same. Letterbox, the same. Blah, blah, blah. Personal site, tearfilm.net. Uh, find this episode and every other episode at thefilmstage.com. And it's right there as well. Check it out. Uh, that's it. So glad you endured all this with us. <laughs> Come back next week when we'll be talking about literally anything else other than this movie. So I watch my